It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. And here we are once again, and uh, Jamila on a conference call with our guest today, Ricardo Mello, Cyber Risk Operations Manager at Clarion. Welcome to the program, Ricardo. Thanks for taking some time out for us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm excited to have you here, and as hopefully our listeners know, we have been we have partnered with the Economic Development Department to do a series of seminars for our small and medium enterprise around cybersecurity, cyber risk. And today we're going to be talking with you, Ricardo, about what happens when you've been hacked. So before we get into all of that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into cyber risk and security? Sure, sure. So I'm Ricardo Mello. Most people know me as Rick or Ricky. Um, I've been working in the technology industry for mostly my entire adult life, so about 21 years. Um, I hold certifications such as CISSP, CRISC, uh, SSCP, to name a few. Those are the security concentrated ones. Um, Most of my experience is in financial services, uh, working in insurance and banking, Uh, but I've also worked in education, and I've been a consultant as well. Okay, cool. And Uh, did you do that working for someone else, or were you um, working for yourself? Working for myself for a short period, and then I did work for for ACT um, for a little while. Okay. Uh, So I had a a variety of positions, such as uh, IT analyst, uh, network security engineer, systems engineer, uh, information security analyst, and now, of course, cyber risk operations manager. Yeah, that um, that title sounds real um, bossy. Real fancy, huh? Yeah, it's real bossy. <laughs> 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 um, but it sounds like you're the guy, right? You're the guy that we should be talking to about. Oh, I, I try to be. I don't know everything, but I usually tell people if I don't know, I can find out. Okay, well, we like that, too. Um, so today we, we really want to talk about the upcoming webinar that you're going to be facilitating. And the title of it is, Have, Have You Been Hacked? And if so, follow these steps. And so we want to talk a little bit about some of the topics that you're going to cover um, just to kind of whet people's appetite so that they can get ready, if they haven't registered, to go on to the website, bedc.bm, and register because the webinar is next week, Wednesday, the 23rd at 1230. So let's let's pique their interest. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be covering? Sure. Um, so the title is Have You Been Hacked? Follow These Steps. Um, but I think it's important first to just outline some of the uh, types of attacks out there, um, just to educate people. They, they may not know, you know, different types of attacks they need to be aware, aware of and how to protect themselves against them. So such as ransomware and, and supply chain attacks. So I, I will start off by giving the outline on that. And okay. Going into different techniques used uh, that attackers use to gain access to organizations and, and what they can do to protect. Um, also covering how to detect attacks. Um, and, of course, the main part is how to respond in the event of, in the event of a breach. Yeah such as uh, having an incident response plan. So, so you should plan for 
any potential attacks so you know um you know the steps you need to take um such as do you need to contact the authorities if you're regulated do you need to contact the bma for example um do you need to notify your customers um whose responsibility is it to notify them so uh, those are some of the things i I will be covering in, in my webinar next week okay well that is all information that we need to to know because I think, um, you know, hacking, as it were, is a scary word, right? And so yeah. a lot of times it's like, what exactly do you mean when you say you've been hacked? What does that entail? Like, what is that? Yeah, I, I mean, it is a scary word, and, and sometimes people don't know exactly what it means. But it, it just means when somebody gains unauthorized access to data or systems. So that person does not have permission to access an account or a system, and, and they usually have um, malicious intent, so they want to do something bad. But it, it is, it's also good to point out that that's not always, always the case because nowadays you have some younger uh, cybersecurity enthusiasts that may just want to test the skills and, mm. and prove that they can do things, but you know, that is also illegal as well. So. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is a, a real ghost uh, that's doing bad things, and sometimes just a poltergeist trying to mess with you, in other right. words, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, get, you get these young these young guys just want to prove their skills, and, and you know, they don't want to be malicious, but um, they want something to test on. I sure. mean, a, a live business isn't a good place to test. Uh, you can build a lab you know, at your home and, and test that way. <laughs> it's funny because in the movies, it's those guys that always get these top jobs working for these secret security uh, firms and all of that. It's like, oh, yeah, we hacked into the NSA or we hacked into oh, yeah, the CIA, <laughs> and now all of a sudden they're employed and on their team, which I guess kind of makes sense. But Well, uh, well I mean, that that's a job nowadays. So there is an ethical hacker. So, so companies will hire... Um, ethical hackers for penetration testing. So to test okay. their product, yeah, a whole yeah, new job. Yeah. I'd never even heard of that until <laughs> you just said it. Uh, ethical exactly. hacker. Exactly. So, so if you want to deploy a new service like a new application to the public, um, it's a good idea to have a penetration test done. Yeah. And that way, they find out the weaknesses for you, and then you can fix them before you release it to the public. Well, is, that, is there I mean, always I, a fix? I, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be because some pretty big-time hacks seem to go on sometimes. No, it, it depends what they find, and there's also something called a zero-day attack. Gotcha. So a zero-day attack is something that is unknown. So mm. it, it's not known about yet, so that's always a scary thing as well. So for those, you, you just have to keep your ear open for, for the news and, and make sure you respond um, as quickly as you possible. You have to have someone with their ear to the ground, in other words. And there are services that, are, that do that as well, I would, I would think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is, okay, we, get, I, we now know what hacking is, right, and that there's a such thing called ethical hackers, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been advised, listeners. Um, but... How do you know when you've been hacked? Like you're going about your day-to-day business, logging in. You think you have the the top security password. According to Microsoft Office, they said they give you the green check to say you've you've done all the things you're supposed to do. But how do you know if someone has actually gained illegal access to your system? Sure. Um, So some of the signs are 
your computer is operating slowly. Um, and in those cases, somebody may have installed, uh, say, for example, a cryptocurrency miner. So what that does, it mines for Bitcoin. So they install the program on your computer and maybe they'll do this to thousands of computers. And then they will end up getting paid transaction fees for, for, for stealing your processing data. So they'll use your machines as part of a, a huge network to, buy, to mine for Bitcoin. And that would slow down your machine considerably. Um, it, it, yeah, that's one example. <laughs> like, you're blowing my mind right now. I don't know if everybody else listening. Because I'm like, what is that? I'm thinking you're saying, you know, the, the basic things, but what you're saying they're doing it for and why they're doing it is, like, really news to me. I had no yeah. idea. Yep, yep. Uh, as well as um, you could have pop-ups displaying adware. So yeah, I'm sure many people have seen that, like on home computers. You know, something gets installed, and then they get lots of pop-up pop-ups for advertising. So, and, and you know, attackers also get paid for that because I mean, you get paid for advertising, right? So if they're able to install those on many, many machines, then they're getting advertising revenue. That's their well, click, how their do click they bait. install it, Ricardo? Like, how are they, how are they doing this? Uh, example, uh, a, a phishing email. So a phishing email is, is, a, is an email with, you know, malicious intent that they send to you. And usually it will contain a link. Um, and then they'll trick you to click on that link. They may like make it look really legitimate. Yeah. And then it will install something on the background that, that you're not even aware of. Um, that That's a big way of, of getting malware inside. Um, so some more. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, people also may report that you, you've been sending them strange emails. You may yep. get a bunch of your contacts. Say, hey, I got this strange email from you or a social media um, instant message. Oh, I got these strange messages from you. And then you figure out, okay, somebody has access to your account. So, uh, of course, what you need to do immediately is reset Throw the your computer password. out. <laughs> and no, not the <laughs> Throw computer. the computer out. Funny. I'm like, just check the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so, you, so yeah, you need, to, you need to take some steps um, you know, to mitigate that. So, okay, I've been hacked. My computer's running slow. I'm getting these pop-up ads. Um, and so you're saying the first thing to do is to go through and change all of your passwords. But if they've already gained access to the system, wouldn't they already be in there whether or not you change the password? Okay, so not all of your passwords. So whatever is compromised, say say it's your somebody has access to your Facebook Um mm-hmm. So, so you want to change that password immediately and make it something stronger. Okay. Um, and then the second part, which is really important, is you want to enable multi-factor authentication, uh, also known as 2FA. So in addition to your password, you, you'll get a, a second prompt to verify whenever you log in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or when you log in on a new device, it would say, okay, do you accept, basically? Right. And it's just... Uh, a second measure you could take to protect your account because if they do get your password then they don't have access to you know to that multi-factor authentication then they can't access your account got you yeah so that's why it becomes important so when i'm being asked 
for all these extra things, I'm getting irritated, right? I'm like, damn it, just let me into the thing. (laughs) But it's really important, you know, to have these two. Is it pretty much standard operating procedure now to have like a two SA kind of setup? Yes, they re- they recommend that across the board everywhere, especially the the more sensitive the application, um, you know, the more they recommend it. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? I'm sure, like, most of our stakeholders and listeners are going to be small businesses, right, and small to medium-sized <laughs> businesses, Um, so not the larger corporations, which I would think would be more attractive to a hacker, so how how do they decide who they're going to attack, or is it just this random thing that they're like, let's just throw it up today and see who shakes out in the wash? So sometimes they are completely random. So I don't know if you've heard of the dark web. Have yes, you heard of the dark web? Okay, I've heard so of the dark web. I don't know right. how to get there or what to do <laughs> if ever I come across it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, most people don't know how to get there. It, it's not completely easy to get there. So yeah. it, it's a part of the internet that you need sort of special browser to access. And it contains online marketplaces where they sell all sorts of stuff like email address lists, um, all sorts of personal data, phone numbers, uh, credit card details even. Um, so so when they gain access to that, then, you know, they can target companies for, you know, financial gain or, or ransom, ransomware or, or whatever they um, whatever they're, they they want to gain from it. So what I'm this I'm thinking so okay I'm a small business let's just say I own a um uh a store and I sell grocery items or whatever a small one like corner store or something like that. I'm thinking I'm good. Like, I don't need to worry about this kind of stuff because they're not interested in what I have going on in my little day-to-day mom-and-pop situation. Is that the case, or should we be concerned? Like, because the, the whole idea, like you said, is they're being they, people are being hacked because the hackers are trying to get money and stuff. So the smaller um, businesses or smaller uh, establishments do they have as much to worry about when it comes to this sort of thing? Um, they're maybe not a, as big of a target as, as a bigger company, um, you know, that has, you know, lots of money that posts their financial results. But, I mean, if you look at it a different way, um, say you have a they, – they have a huge list of emails and it's just random. And okay. They will automate their, their attacks, so they'll blast out phishing emails to maybe – thousands of people right mm-hmm. so and of course it, the small organizations may not have a big security budget so they won't have a whole lot of protections they may not have you know things in place to manage uh, weaknesses in their systems so they may be easier to compromise um yeah they just may do it in bulk fall right. victim to, to the scam right yeah that's the risk yeah mm-hmm. yep so, okay, so I'm thinking from the standpoint of okay, my work computer, um, of course, you know, you have your different social media outlets, but are there specific types of devices? Can you get hacked on anything? Anything that's connected to the Internet, you basically, is susceptible to being hacked? Uh, yes. Um, so... 
any device connected to the internet or part of your local network, um, you know, hackers can gain access to. Um, I don't know if you heard of Internet of Things. So yeah, internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So internet, Internet of Things are devices, not traditional uh, devices like computers. So, like Amazon, Amazon Alexa, uh, right? Apple, Apple HomePod, your yeah. Security cameras, smart TVs. Even smart refrigerators nowadays are Stop playing. They'd be like, take out the beer. Or <laughs> exactly. Lord so, have so mercy. You, so you start to think about, okay, what happens if an attacker gains access to Alexa? Right. They can actually eavesdrop on you inside your house. Okay. Um, and cameras as well. So, so yeah, or, the, or in I, your business. And it's funny because I've I've heard stories, like you hear stories where that's happened, like someone's baby monitor was hacked or something like that. It's it's really scary, you know. Um, yeah. And I think from a business perspective, it gets worse because it's not just your privacy at risk, it's your client's privacy now that is, yeah. is being put at risk. And, of course, now as the business owner, you, you are liable for that, Right. Exactly, yeah. And it's not just, these aren't just devices being used at, used at home, you know, you see more and more businesses trying to use these devices as well, so, so you I mean, definitely need to look, look at those and, and find ways to protect them as well. And it's funny because we're doing all of these things to make it easier for us, right? So Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I guess the hackers are like, yep, you're making it easier for us as well. So what steps can business owners take to ensure they have the proper security measures in place? Um, So, yeah, um, I mean, they should have good endpoint protection. Um, What's endpoint protection? Can you elaborate on that? So, uh, like antivirus. Okay. So, so antivirus controls uh, firewall, um, email phishing protection, um, use strong passwords, um, multi-factor authentication, as I as I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and also vulnerability management. So, a, a vulnerability is a weakness in a system. Um, and that's what ta- attackers um, look for to exploit. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, when you get Microsoft Windows updates, um, a lot of those are to fix vulnerabilities that exist within within that system. So that's why updates are really important because you know they limit ways attackers can can exploit your your system. Um, and then there's there's also what what we call least privilege. So you don't want to log in as an administrator account that has access to do lots of um, that has lots of permissions on your machine. So you just want to make sure you use a regular user account, and you only only admins um, use the ad- administration account because if you're compromised, say you click on a phishing email and it's attached to a malicious. Um, executable, so a malicious program. And then if you're logged in as administrator, that program may just run in the background without saying anything. But if you only have user privileges, it may not be allowed to run because it doesn't have sufficient uh, privilege. Mm-hmm. 
to right. install it on your system. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, you know, you've been in scenarios. Well, I have personally been in scenarios where, you know, I know just enough to get me in trouble. And so <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's like, I, you know, I want to be able to download this software. I need it for my job. I need it to be able to do this thing. So what is the uh, admin password? And then so you get yeah. in the habit of, of downloading these things, and then you get, like you said, you get hacked. And then you're like, whoops, yep. whoops. So, yeah, um, that, you know, a lot of people don't know the background of why these processes in place. They think, oh, it's just, just slowing me down. I can't get my work done. Exactly. There's always a reason behind it, you know. Yep, I would agree, and I've learned the hard way that there's a reason for that. So now I don't even ask. I'd be like, no, no, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to know. I'll just wait my turn. I'll, you know, put my um, help desk request in and wait for the admin to actually do it. Um, I mean, I think the the information that you're sharing is important. Um, throughout this series, we've been talking about how to be cyber secure, and I know some of the things that you're saying we've talked about talked about in other um, shows about the two um, two what is it two source act um, authorization two yeah, factor two factor, two factor authentication authentication um, and changing your passwords on a regular basis because I know for me it's like I I have no more asterisks I have no more characters special characters in me that I could actually remember. So yeah. what is your recommendation for people like me um, when, when now, you know, the requirement is that your password be stronger for obvious reasons, but how am I supposed to, because I'm going to write it down, right? You know I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper on my desk. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> can't <yeah. laughs> so let, so let, me, uh, let me give you a better way. So okay. You, you want to think of a passphrase, so like a sentence. Um, maybe a movie quote or, or something like that. And a lot of people don't know, but you can use spaces. In pa Most systems will accept spaces and passwords. So you can literally write a sentence with spaces in it and then add a number and a special character somewhere in there. And okay. that will make it super strong. So it's easy to remember because of the phrase with maybe a, you know, a number and, and a special character in there. Now, now, when it comes to writing down passwords, uh -huh. there are products out there. Um, there are password vaults. Two popular ones are called 1Password and LastPass. Okay. And what they would do, so they, they integrate with your web browser. So every time a site says, okay, you know, you sign up for something, you need to create a password, it, when you click on the box, it will automatically generate a strong password for you. Right. Um, Save it in, in that vault, and all you need to do is remember one master password that you have set for that vault. So literally, that's how I operate. I have uh, over 100 passwords, maybe 150 passwords all in the vault. Right. And these vaults are encrypted with, like, the highest security standards. So that that's really what rec what's recommended, you know, versus writing them down and stuff like that. Okay. All right, well, I have to check out 1Password and LastPass, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because, and, and, you know, I don't know why. It's, it's not rocket science what you said about the the phrase, but this mm -hmm. is like I'm, I feel enlightened today, Ricardo, because <laughs> cause I was like, I, I really, um, 
all of the mixture of the upper and lowercase. And I'm like, I'm trying to yeah. do something that I'll remember because, you know, as you get older, you start losing your memory and all of this stuff. So you need all of the passwords to access everything now. Um, so that's a yeah, great and suggestion. Just like I said, yeah, just like I said, and a lot of people didn't even know you can use spaces like to make a sentence. Exactly. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you solved a lot of people's problems. Uh, today with that suggestion. So these are the kind of things that you're going to be going over in more detail in the webinar next week, right? Yes. Yes. So in the event someone's been hacked, and I know you mentioned it early on, but you mentioned having sort of a plan. So this is something that it's, it's a disaster or a recovery plan, if you will, that people should be putting in place um, in the event that they're hacked? Um. So, yeah, incident response plan. So okay. it should outline, um, you know, what, constant, what constitutes an incident, um, who can declare the incident, um, what communications need to be made, whether internal, external, um, or if you're regulated by the BMA to the regulator. Um, and, and there's some other documentation around that, too. So through um, risk assessments, you can, you can create, different scenarios. So say if you're hit with a malware attack, you may have a specific scenario um, outlined on the steps you need to take. Uh Um, And another related policy would be like a incident management policy um, where you have a dedicated incident response team um, outlined, um, discuss preparations and also, it should um, outline testing for the incident response plan. So you should test the um, incident response plan at least annually based on, you know, just make, you know, a scenario based on, based on your risk assessment. So, you know, if it's attack on your website or something like that, yeah. you just walk through a, a scenario and test the plan to make sure everybody understands their responsibilities. So for those people who are kind of sole proprietors or entrepreneurs, they're going to be this person that should be going through this, or they should at least kind of write down um, what they should be or what steps they should be going to through in the event that they've been hacked. Yeah, it all depends on on the size of the business. So it, you know, if you have a smaller infrastructure, you don't have too much to protect. Then, yeah, you know, it would be a lot simpler plan than a large organization with you know, a thousand servers and exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all relative. Okay. Now you mentioned early on ransomware. Can you just talk about that? I know we're close to the end, but I, cause I hear about it and I'm like, what exactly is it? And then what's the process? Cause I know you have your own internal plan, but do you have to tell someone you've been hacked? You know, if you've been hacked, how do, how do you manage that part of it? Yeah. So, so ransomware is, um, Usually deployed via email through phishing. Um, like I said, that's how most of the malware is deployed. And what it does, it will um, it will encrypt your files. So it will password protect all your data, um, and then you won't be able to access it. And then you usually get a pop-up to say, um, pay me this many Bitcoin if you want your data back. Um, so, so, yeah, that's... Basically, they hold you for ransom. Hold you for ransom, literally. (laughs) Yeah, they hold you for ransom um, by locking your data. 
so if that data is really important to you, um, there's a few things you have to think about. Um, do you have a backup of that data? Um, is the backup up to date? Um, um, how sensitive is it, I would think, is yeah, a big how one. Sen how sensitive is it? Mm -hmm. um, Look at you, Shelly. Hey, I'm paying attention. <laughs> I watched a few of those movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so it's like, can you can you survive just by re, uh, restoring the backup? Right. Um, or, you know, do you need to consider paying the ransom? Because that, that has been an option for some companies as well. Yeah, oftentimes um, if it's been like a personal threat where, you know, someone's character will be maligned through media exposure or something it can get really sticky about yeah. do you pay and, who's going to be affected one other, one other thing they do as well sometimes is they'll encrypt your files but they'll also make a copy of it and exfiltrate it so they'll send it externally oh, so Lord. they already they already have a copy of your data and then they'll say if you don't pay the ransom we're just going to release it to the public hmm. yeah so, yeah. But it, so okay, you pay the ransom. What's preventing them from doing it again? Like absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the reality. <laughs> I know yeah. this is crazy. This world that we're living in—it's like you're so holding... you have to trust the criminal. Uh, I guess. The, uh... I guess. So in a in a situation like that, you you've agreed to pay the ransom. You've done it. Do you have to let your customers know that you've been hacked? Is there a law um, that says you have to do that, especially in Bermuda? What are the requirements in that regard? Yeah, I would think if you're regulate, regulated, you have to. Okay. Uh, mm. I'm not sure of all the particular laws. It's not really my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. but um, there's, there's another person for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we know who to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would imagine that that... that can get sticky, right? It's like, do I tell? I don't want people to know I've been hacked because then they're not going to trust me. Exactly. So, yeah. Rep reputational damage. So exactly. That's true. So it has exactly. to be considered carefully and you need to consult with your legal department or, or lawyer, um, definitely. Um, in that situation. In mm -hmm. that situation. Well, we learned some stuff today. For Shelly sure. Ricardo. For sure. Um, yep. That's great. I, I want to <laughs> thank you for joining us today. I'm going to remind everybody the webinar it's called, Have You Been Hacked? Follow These Steps. Yep. And so you have to join Ricardo next week, Wednesday. That's February 23rd at 1230 to find out what the steps are. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go onto our website at bedc.bm. It's free. So go ahead There's and register. the magic word. That folks. is the magic word. You would want to know. Sure, <laughs> we want to make sure people know and they are ready. Um, and prepared in the event that, you know, they are hacked or information is compromised. We want to make sure you have the information, the necessary tools to address it. Mm -hmm. So um, having said that, I just want to thank you again, Ricardo. I have enjoyed this conversation. I have learned some stuff that I will be implementing. <laughs> after this call. Back up everything every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks, thank Ricardo. Again, Ricardo. All right. Thanks, ladies. Okay. Jamila, a whole lot of business to mine there. So uh, yes, we will be doing it all over again next week. Same time, same place, right? Yes, right. Because if you don't mind your business. Who will? Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.